welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hallelujah. What an amazing season we have entered. Something just has to work for somebody. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We have entered a new phase, a new season, a new era, depending on the exercising of our faith and the activities, covenant activities we engage in. And thank God for the privilege and the blessing or blessedness of fasting. Amen. It's, I mean, it's good news to be able to fast. It's good news. And as we engage this fasting, I want to um, call you to remember that God is a prayer answering God. God is a prayer answering God. We are going to believe God in fasting and prayer for a very victorious year, a favorable year, a good year, and a year saturated with testimonies for you in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. So shall it be. Amen. Um, may I say again, as I said earlier on, I said yesterday and I said today in my message, Happy New Year. <laughs> I mean, Happy Victorious Year. Amen. Happy Year Amen. of Victory. Amen. Amen. Uh, a year of victory. This, this is the victory that we have. A year of victory. Hallelujah. So when you hear, when I say 2021, you say a year of victory. A year of victory, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 2021. A year of victory. 2021. A year of victory. I already can sense testimonies. Wow, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, there are testimonies all over the place. So Amen. shall it be. God will turn your captivity around and give you a testimony. This this year, you will record many, many major victories. Amen. You record them. You record them. The only problem is sometimes people are not in faith enough to obey God to take the steps that will trigger the testimonies. But it's already available. It is it's now up to us to take the necessary steps like we are doing now, fasting. Engage in this fasting because I can sense they are powerful. There are some testimonies that are about to happen which we have never heard before in Caris. Amen. Because of this fasting. So shall it be. I speak over Amen. your life that the word of God, the power of God will work for you, will change your story. I see a change of story. I see a change of story. The same power that is doing it for others, it will do it for you. God's power will do it for you. By tomorrow, you shall have a testimony. By the end of this week, you shall have a testimony. Next week by tonight, by now, next week by now, Monday evening, you have a fantastic, um, 
unbelievable, amazing testimony. Before the end of the fasting, you will be flowing and swimming and rejoicing in several testimonies. I prophesy multiplicity of testimonies. Amen. That, is what, that is what I'm hearing in my spirit spirit now multiplicity of their testimonies multiplicity of testimonies i prophesy it over your life i speak it over your life so shall it be may heaven give you multiple testimonies may heaven give you multiple testimonies may heaven give you multiple testimonies in the mighty name of jesus so shall it be Amen. So shall it be. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, I, I have a, a strong prompting in my spirit. I have a strong feeling that Whatever is threatening you the rest of the month, the rest of February, the year, don't worry. In fact, in Second Kings chapter 3, verse 9, 10, and 11, they were going for war. And then now they were, they are, their backs were against a wall. And they seemed like they were about to be defeated. And Je Jehoshaphat said, is there not a prophet here somewhere? They said, is there not a prophet? And Jehoshaphat said, is there not, not here a prophet of the Lord? There are different types of prophets. This one is a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him. And one of the king, uh, uh, king of Israel's servant answered and said, here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hand of Elijah. He said, there is a prophet here. He's called Elisha. Is there not a prophet here? And in chapter five, I think verse eight, nine, somewhere there as well. It says that the king tore his garments because of the story that the Syrian, Naaman the Syrian brought. He brought a letter from the king of Syria that my army general is sick of leprosy. You have to make sure he's healed. And the king of Syria, the king of Israel, tore his garments. He tore his garment. He was very worried. How can you ask me this? So it was when Elisha, the man of God, he brought the letter to the king of Israel, uh, which said, now, uh, now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him of... Uh, the king of Israel, I'm not, I'm not a healer. You are telling me to heal some... Leprosy cannot be healed. Now you have sent him to come to me for me to heal him. The king of Israel said, now you are looking for battle. And you know we can't fight you. You are stronger than us. We are in trouble. So when the king of Israel heard that, he was so distressed. He was so stressed. You know, there are some letters, when you receive them, they just stress you. Um, oh, I don't know if you have not received some before. Yes. If you have anybody who has a stressful letter with you, mm. I pray in the name of Jesus, Amen. as I speak prophetically, may Amen. God turn that, that letter into a testimony. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. That employment letter you, you, you'll be receiving. Thank you for, the, for applying. But at this time, we are sorry to let you know 
He's trying to let what's why he tell me. You are sorry to let me know what. No, you hear those kind of messages. You receive those you receive. We are happy to let you know. We are happy to let you know that you have been successful. Somebody is about to receive that letter. We are happy to let you know that you have been successful in this procedure, in your application. You have been successful. May you receive a letter from the doctors to tell you we are happy to let you know we have discharged you. There's no cause for concern again. You are free in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. Amen. Amen. So he got the letter, and verse 7 says that it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill or to make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of? of, of why, why is this man doing this? How can I do this? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. This king is trying to bring problem. How can he send me a, le a, a leper, someone suffering with leprosy, for me to heal? Leprosy, we all know it's incurable at that time. Why are you sending me? And he toys. When a king tears his mind, it's a sign of extreme frustration and extreme trouble that has come on the nation. Because the king is so stressed. He tore his garment. Ow, ow. So look at verse 8. So it was when Elijah, the man of God, say man of God. Man of God. Man of God. Say man of God. Man, man of God. God. Those of you who want to be man, men of God, please start behaving like a man of God. You want to be a man of God? Would you start behaving like a man of God and stop behaving like a commoner or someone who is demon-possessed? You want to be a man of God. There are things a man of God must do. Walk with God. Pray, read your Bible. Keep your vessels clean and serve the kingdom. Some people, you want to be a man of God. Nowadays, there are some versions of men of God in town whose garments are very dirty. Spiritual garments. Very dirty. Doing all kinds of dodgy things privately. Immoral, ungodly behavior, ungodly conversations, ungodly engagements. I hear, I heard the story years ago. Sometimes in some of the churches, they will finish service and the pastor will meet a drug dealer in his office and exchange drugs. The pastor was telling his own story that what that's what he used to be. A pastor. A pa that that listen, that is not a man of God. He may have the title as a pastor, but he's not a man of God. A man of God is a man who works with God. Wow. A man of God is a man who works with God. And God sends him to people to deliver what God wants. A man of God. Listen, some of us want to be men of God and you are toying with sin. You are still watching stuff you are not supposed to be watching. You are still watching stuff that is bringing satanic contamination to your vessels. You are still engaging in some friendship and conversations that are not healthy, that are not clean, that, has not, that, that are not decent. You want to be a woman of God. When I say a man of God, it still means men and women, okay? You want to be a woman of God and you still have pictures, videos, images of yourself with that, your ex and every now and then you pull it and keep watching it. And it's polluting your sanity, spiritual sanity. You know what I'm talking about? You are engaging in all kinds of text messages and flirtatious text messages, dirty, the dirty communications. 
maybe sometimes once in a while you might be caught off guard, but I, I want to wake somebody. Wake up. Clean, clean your system of all that. Wake up. De use only one, one Facebook account. Use only one uh, um, uh, <laughs> social media account. Don't use the other one for other things and this one. And you have a certain email which you use for all the other dirty transactions. Mm. Cancel that email. You have opened a particular Facebook account with uh, 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 you, are, you, are, you are called Michael, but your Facebook account is called Zozo. Zozo. Uh, 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 you no, I said Facebook account. YouTube account Zozo. And that is the account you have been using for all kinds of filthy stuff that is denying you from your man of worship. Mm -hmm. Last week, I was talking to a certain young minister who is, he wants to be a man of God. I was advising him. He, he going out with a certain lady. He met the lady within in less than one month. He started heavily kissing the woman. And I said the message, I said, sir, the way you want to be a man of God, the way you have started, you won't get there. <laughs> the way you have started, you won't get there. You want to be a man of God. You can't accommodate some things in your life. I don't know why I'm going to this. Wow. You can't accommodate some things in your life. It, it's going to cost you your destiny in the work of God. You might be given the title, but God will use you. Wow. <laughs> you, you, can, you can call yourself like a lot of people do. Prophet one, prophet ABC, prophet Elijah. You can even call yourself major prophet Elijah Elijah. You can do <laughs> all that. <laughs> Listen, it doesn't mean God will use you. Wow. You cannot tell God, hey, God, I'm ready now. You have to use me. No. Second Timothy, I don't know where I'm going to this. I'll come back to what I said. In Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 20, he said, in the large house, God's house is a big house. There are not only certain type of vessels, but there are other vessels. He says that in a large house, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay. Some for honor and some for dishonor. Now, King James is, is using these words. No, no, New King James, that's okay. Using these words, in a very decent way. The one they say honor and dishonor, vessel for honor and vessel for dishonor. Those days, they didn't have WC. So, so there's vessel that you use to serve prominent people, special guests, and there's another vessel you use to carry away junk and debt and filth from the house. Wow. And he said in the church, there are people who will be used for honorable ones and there are people who will be also used to carry garbage and filth wow. out. Yeah, it's in the great house. For your information, let's look at how the Message Bible puts it. Am I okay to continue? Yes, okay. Let's, see. let's see the message. He said, in a well-finished kitchen, there are not only crystal goblets and silver platters, but waste cans and compost buckets. Do you know what a compost, compost bucket is? <laughs> Some some containers used to serve fine meals, others to <laughs> you see other containers use oh so so who determines before he said that when you look at the verse 19, look at verse 19, same message. Look at it. Nevertheless, the solid foundation message. Meanwhile, God's firm foundation is as firm as ever. These sentences engraved on on, on the stones. God knows who belongs to him. Spend evil, all, all you who name God as God. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
stay away from evil because God knows those who belong to him. Then he goes on to say, in a big house, do you see that? In a well-furnished kitchen, in a large house, uh, new, new, uh, new Living Translation, in, in, a, in a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver. Some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions. The cheap ones uh, are for everyday use. Then when you go to the next verse, that is the very interesting one. If you keep yourself pure, you will be special. You, ah, did you see that? Have you noticed that's not everybody God can use anyway? If you keep yourself pure, you will be special special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean and you will be ready for the masters and for the master to use you for every good work. Message Bible. Hey, become the kind of container God can use to present any and every kind of gift to his guests for wow. their blessing. <laughs> so who chooses who God uses? You. Wow. On, on what grounds? The way you keep your system clean. The way you keep your system clean. Some of you sisters, you have gossip and gossip and gossip. Now when you are speaking in tongues, the tongue is as polluted as anything. You gossip, you say, say this about this, you say this about this one, say this about this one. You are loud in your in your hallelujah, but as 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 unclean in your gossip in gossip. In this, 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 this and da, 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 undermining this one, pulling this one, doing this, doing this. If you go like that, you cannot be a man of God. That's where I started from. Man, oh, man of God. Nowadays, there are all kinds of versions of pastors. Listen, most of them will find themselves, <laughs> most of all those ones that are not clean. Uh, Jesus said, when he comes, he said, I don't know you. Depart from me. You worker. He didn't say you believer. He said, you worker of iniquity. You believe, but you were working something else. Those guys who have come on internet are here. On, uh, you know, I don't listen to a lot of things and watch a lot of things on social media. I have to listen to more important things. Yesterday, Pastor, B, Pastor Paul was with me at home. We were fixing something. And I told him, Pastor Paul, the, the place is too quiet for me. You know, I'm not used to not always feeding myself. So I told him, wait, let me go and bring my portable speaker. And then I, I, I started playing the Bible on my speaker as we are doing DIY. I still must be feeding. Something must enter. I don't need music. I need something going. When, when, our brother, the Baba comes to cut my hair. You check with him. Every time he's not preaching, the Bible is playing. As I'm quiet cutting my hair, ah, it must go inside. Something must always be. I need to keep feeding my, my spirit. Keep feeding. Pastor, how can you able to remember scripture like that? Because I put it inside. Every day you watch at least three movies. Wow. Why? Why? Sister, why? Brother, why? Pastor, now is watching a movie a sin. You determine. I want, I'm talking to people who want God to use them. You must create room for God. That's why when I was teaching on fasting yesterday, as you are fasting this time, create room, cut off some things, make time for God. 
You have watched, 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 watched over the Christmas period. You are continuing. That your cousin who has come to stay in your room, and that's all you tell them now. This, this time we are what I'm watching messages. I'm watching. If he doesn't want, let you go. You should go back to his house. You should go and keep your room and watch, watch what will build you. Watch what you build you. And thank God for nowadays the uh, uh, the 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 gadgets. You can have everything on your small phone with your earphones. You are in the crowd, but you are in another world. Choose your world well. Well, choose your world well. Choose the world you will engage in. Choose it. Pastor, pray for me. Receive it. Receive it. We are receiving the environment is ripe for miracles to happen. But there are other junk that have competing with God's space in your life. But start of the year. Create, create space. Don't make the blessings of God the responsibility in your life, the responsibility of a spiritual guru. Make the blessings of God your responsibility because the thing is right. He said, if you do something, it commands blessings to come on your life. And can you imagine? And you have a prophet as well. Hey, we are prophesying. This will happen for you. This will happen. Let those who, are, who laugh at you, let them mock you. Let them mock you. And they will see your glory. They will come. That's your cousin who is looking down on you. She'll be begging to be one of your bridesmaids. Listen to this very carefully. People will always disdain you when you make God a priority. Some people will disdain you. They will look down on you. They will treat you in a way that as, as though you are stupid. Don't be distracted by that. Sometimes it is aunties and uncles who invade in your life to begin to advise you, advise you. And sometimes as they advise you, you look at their life. There's nothing about their life that looks nice for you. And the thing they have, and they are, they are, they are mocking you. As for you, every time talk church, church, every time church, church, every time. Her daughter who every time clap, clap, clap. She should go and sort that out. Go and search your mm. daughter who every time, nightclub, 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 I am not Afro-Nation, Las Vegas, Morocco. It's always roaming, your daughter is always roaming about and doing vacations. Vacations. There's nothing glorifying about that. And you are home, focusing on your study, and you are adding church. Hey, hey, every time church, church, this church, church thing. You just, Auntie, go and sort your own house. <laughs> sort out your house. Uncle, sort out your house. Sort out your house. Why do people take have fun in marginalizing and talking down on us when we are making God a priority? Wow. And it's usually people who don't have anything beautiful in their private life to talk about. The fact that you have bought a new car recently doesn't mean you have a decent private private life. Uncle is coming to talk big mouth, talking a lot, but your his son hates him. His son hates him because of his reckless living. Wow. His son, he has a son who is very angry with him. He can't even keep his family together. But because he's bought a Mercedes-Benz, he thinks he has the right to come and control your life and tell you what you can do and how you should serve God and how you should build your future. Hey, I am saying interesting things. You are preaching and helping <laughs> Sometimes we should, I'm just saying some of these things for some people to hear this. Sometimes, please, before you open your mouth and talk about other people's business, remember you have messier issues. Wow. You have, and you haven't been able to put your own together. And especially when they are talking against people who are doing it God's way. Wow. 
people who are doing it, God say, you auntie, hey, as for church, as for church, we all we all came to meet church. Just live your life well. And, and then they say things like, Jesus, oh, Jesus came. What he came to do is to demonstrate love. Look at, look at what you are saying. Is to demonstrate love. He was feeling. That's all. And so, if you can walk in love, you see, is a there's a bad priest. A bad priest has been teaching you this kind of things. Wow. If you walk in love, love one another, feed the hungry. That's all Christianity is about. Look, look at that. Look, look at that. Look at that. If you're a Sunday school child in Caris, will not say what. <laughs> that's all. That's all Christianity. Oh, that, how can that all, that be all? But the Muslims can do that. Buddhists can do that, love everybody. And yes, that's what, no, that, that's not what, it, see, Christianity is about salvation, salvation in Christ. The blood of Christ washes us and cleaning us from all unrighteousness. And then we're working with him and building his work and serving him faithfully. <laughs> I know somebody is listening who had to listen to the, hear these things. This was not my message. I'm coming to talk about favor because this week I feel God is about to introduce somebody into a realm of favor. Mm. And so I was coming to really prophesy you. You know, the power of prophecy, prophecy, a word of prophecy, when it comes over your life, it carries you along a certain path. That's the power of prophecy. A lot of people don't know that one too. You, when a prophecy comes from a clean vessel, a vessel of God, when it comes, it carries you. Bible says, by a prophet, he brought them out of Egypt, not by a commando, not by soldiers, by a prophet. He spoke the word, and the word brought them out of Egypt in the book of Hosea, chapter 13, verse 12, 12, 12 verse 13. A, a prophet carries you by a prophet, the Lord, by a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt. Uh, by a prophet, he uh, Israel was preserved. How can he do that? The prophet speaks a word, and in Amos chapter 3, verse 7 or so, he said, God said he will not do anything without first of all speaking about it. Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servant, the prophets. The job of a prophet is to speak. So before God does something, he will always make sure it's announced. Wow. That is why I come here and I tell, I said, before the end of this week, somebody's going to, because God's plan must be announced. That's how God works. Without the word coming forth, God can work. So there must always be a word. A word precedes his actions. God's words precede, not pre it precedes his actions. So God will speak a word and then his actions will follow. And I believe God has given me a word tonight to release somebody into a season of favor. Amen. Favor. Amen. Favor. Favor. I see the word of God going ahead of you in the mighty yes. name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Let me just finish what I was talking about. Prophet Elisha. He said, let him come. Let him come. Yeah, about with the name. So uh, Elisha, the man of God, when he heard that he, the king of Israel told his clothes, that he sent a message to the king saying, why have you told your clothes? Please let that guy, let that guy come to me. And he will know that there is, oh my God. Some things are not permitted to persist in your life when you have a prophet. Wow. I'm telling you, listen, a lot of things cannot be solved by social authorities. Okay? So social authorities, maybe my head teacher, my teacher, my doctor, my, my, my employers, my husband, my wife, my mother, my daughter. 
some things are beyond the solution of a solution from men. Some things are the king, he is the main man in the country, but he didn't have the solution of healing the leper. I guess what he said, as long as there's a prophet here, any solution that goes beyond the remits of men, if it stops, if the box stops with God, then the prophet is going to handle it. <laughs> Listen, this year. Your loved ones, your friends, your family members, they will see that you are operating under a prophetic grace. They will see that there is a prophet at work in your life. They will see. This year, it will be evident. This year, it will be evident that God has got a prophet in your life. God is blessing you through a connection with a prophet. Prophetic grace works in the sphere of honor. Jesus himself, Bible said, Jesus said, uh, Jesus could not do much in Mark chapter 6. He couldn't do many major miracles. And he says that a prophet, except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he, now, and watch this, now he could do no, verse 4, let's go from, from verse 4. Thank you, Jesus. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not a prophet, a prophet is not without honor. So that means a prophet is with honor, except in his own country, amongst his own relatives and his own house. When people get close to a prophet, oh, it doesn't matter. He says, it's so ordinary, but there's something supernaturally, supernatural and extraordinary on him. It doesn't take human natural mind to pick it up. So it takes, when you see the manifestations of God on a person's life, it is your responsibility to educate yourself, to stay in line with the grace that is working on the person. And ignore the, the, the human, that's just a, a basic human. That's what I mean. Oh, why, why, why is, why are you treating him like he's Jesus? Why, why? <laughs> when you see someone talking like that, they don't understand spiritual things. Why are you treating, who treat him like Jesus? Who treat him like Jesus? Can he die to save anybody? But he says that let the prophet be worthy of double honor. He said, how beautiful, oh my God. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel, let alone their tongues. If their feet are nice, then they are, they are, when they open their mouth, it's amazing. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel? When you hear them coming, you are happy. You are happy that that's my man of God. That's my prophet. That is the servant of God. That's a, and when he teaches something, you go to the scriptures and check, back it up with scripture and make sure that what you are learning is what the scripture is saying. That's all. Once it's, it's in line and it's pure scripture, wholesome words, grow and don't keep the honor on, on tempered with, don't touch it. Bible said Jesus could not do many miracles because a prophet is not with honor in his own, uh, amongst his own people in his own home. And Bible says that, yeah, Jesus said it. And Jesus, watch it. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own, the people who are familiar with him. Go to the next verse and see. Now, he could do no mighty works there. Why? Because no honor. No honor. He couldn't do mighty work. Jesus, almighty God amongst us couldn't work because there's no honor. Does that make sense? Why, why, why the worldly people like attacking pastors? Does that make sense why you shouldn't, you shouldn't associate yourself strongly with anybody whose job, whose fun, who takes pleasure in attacking men of God or their own pastor? Some people, they are in their church, but every time they are attacking their pastor, they are saying negative things about their... Such a person, don't befriend and don't make your ally. 
Don't make your, don't make, I'm, I'm advising somebody, this year I'm prophesying, this year will be good. It's a year of victory. Maybe these are the major battles in your life that if you don't check, Satan will use to undermine the victories God is preparing for you. Wow. So we are blowing Satan's cover. Hallelujah. It's not everybody, it's not everybody who can be my close ally. No. You talk against Bishop Doug, no, you can't be my close ally. You talk against Bishop Oyedepo, you cannot be my close ally. You talk against uh, uh, Duncan Williams, the Archbishop, you cannot be. Uh, you, you, there are some people you talk against, you cannot, even if you came from the same womb. Wow. Even if my twin sister does, you, she, she, can, I, she might not be my enemy because it's my family. Cannot be my enemy, but cannot be my close ally. God sent me. He said, let him come and he will know that there is a prophet of Israel. I probably, maybe it's prophetic. Some people might be coming on and listening and seeing what God is doing. They acknowledge their hand of God, but they still want to dis, dis, uh, dis, um, dismiss the fact that there is an agent of God, God is using amongst us. So they said, oh, no, 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 don't, don't give it a, it's not about man, it's about Christ, it's not about, even God, when he wanted to reach out to us, he came like a man. So how can we, it's not about man, but what is that, spirit? So go and let the spirit pray for you. Go and let the spirit, <laughs> what, 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 what? we do exist in a vacuum. I mean, this is, the, this is God's own word, God's word. And God himself didn't throw it from heaven. God himself couldn't do it alone. He used men. To, to give us the word of God. Every part of the Bible was written by men, but under inspiration of God. God has never worked unilaterally in blessing people. Never. It's not God's way. God never works unilaterally in blessing people, in changing communities, in blessing families. God never works. God always works with man to reach out to man. So as, as, as soon as you begin to undermine the role of man, you are, you, you are disconnecting yourself from favor. Now, that is where I'm going that. Even when it comes to favor, some of us work in places, you need favor for promotion. By saying, oh, I don't care what every man, man can do because my blessing is coming from God. Oh, no, no, no. God can also use somebody at work to promote you. So if God is going to bless you, God has never made money. God doesn't have money, okay? He doesn't have money. He doesn't have it because he doesn't need it. It's we who are, and money is here on earth. So if God wants to get you money, he will get, get, get it to you through somebody. He himself is not going, why are you, have you seen someone say, I met God and gave me money? Oh, <laughs> no, God does not do that. God, that is why if he's going to bless his work, he will use you. He will bless you with, the, with this work in mind. Yeah. So it must be in your heart. How do you start it? You say, oh God, I want to give one million to your work one day. That one day, start with that 10 pounds. That's right. Yeah. Start to that yeah. with the 10 pounds. Then you start, you continue with the 20, continue with the 50. And God keeps upgrading you, upgrading you, because he knows that you are now train yourself to remain faithful. Yes, yes. May I tell you this? Some people are using pastors like, like magicians. Oh, this pastor is powerful. When he prays, things will happen. Listen, don't use a pastor like a pastor like that. Believe God for his prophet that the prophetic word will work. But there are other things you must also engage yourself in. Like some of these things I'm sharing. Honor of the prophet, having a heart of giving towards God's work, disconnecting yourself from people who don't believe in the grace of God upon a church or upon, upon a person. And 
working in a certain level of purity. Make it, if you fail, get up and still go. If you are working and you fall, do you lie on the floor? No. Maybe this year, as the year started, the year is only four days, but you've messed up already. No problem. We just started the fasting. Dust yourself and start going again. See what I'm talking about? Get up and start going. Start going. Believe God that you will fall again. Because after all the declarations pastor made on the New Year's Eve, hey, you overcome last. You overcome. Hey, hey man. You knew you have overcome. But less than four days, you have already uh, engaged in a very heartbreaking activities. That makes you feel so dirty, makes you feel so bad. And Satan is happy. <laughs> Satan says, here comes a girl. <laughs> He's laughing at you. But let him know that he will not have the last laugh. Laugh. Dust yourself off. Get up and start going again. Get up and start pressing on as though nothing happened. Just press on. Just press on. When you fall, rise up. Keep, pre- keep running. Keep pressing on. Keep press- Maybe last year you missed major tithing. You promised God to be faithful. You missed so much tithing. This year, Say, recover the ones you have, you have missed and make sure that I will miss God. I'm going to be faithful. I mean, don't cry over spilled milk, but put in systems that will not repeat the spilling of the milk. This is, there's a responsibility to do. We have responsibility. And I'm telling you this year, <laughs> marriage. Listen, girl, don't play loose because it's your year of marriage. So don't play loose. Don't let some... Orangu's guy, who cowboy, who doesn't have any regard for spiritual decency, come around you and you know all he's looking for is something messy. Cut him off. If because of that, you marry. Cut him off. God will bring you a right person. Yeah. So you maintain your, your role and leave the rest for God. As I said, there are people who have I heard they have come on internet and they've been on Twitter and they've been saying that, oh, when you sin, it doesn't matter because sin doesn't get into your spirit. You are pure in your spirit, and that's where you have been saved. Tell them, I said they should go and read First John. Just read First John, you will see. He said, Everyone who sins is of the devil. Is there a plenty? First John is there all over. He said, Anyone who knows who is born of God does not sin, and the wicked one does not touch him, does not continue in sin. Is there? So those who are talking rubbish that, oh, when you are born again, it's your spirit that is born again. You can behave any way. You can do anything. You, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect your spirit because you are under grace. It wasn't, you didn't do anything for God to give you that grace. No, no, it's not only this one. It's a lot. Oh, yeah, that's what if you want to talk about. First John, last week, didn't you see last month? A lot of places talking about sin, sin. Go and read it again. You will see. See, in chapter three, verse, chapter three, verse eight and nine. It's there. It's there. He said, you cannot sin because the seed of God is in you. How come you say you are, you are born again and you sin comfortably like the devil? He, uh, see, you see that statement there? He who sins is of the devil. That is enough. Send it to them. <laughs> Send it, just that one to them. The devil has, anyone who sins is of the devil. I mean, if you are of God, you cannot continue living in sin normal. When you, you, you fall into sin and you don't feel uncomfortable, it means that something is wrong. It's like you step on fire and you don't feel it. Ha! It's an emergency. It's a medical emergency. In the same way, when you fall into sin or you do something sinful and you don't feel uncomfortable as a child of God, as a believer, it means that it's a spiritual emergency. You are likely to be getting into coma. So these are things you have to put them in place in your life. I prophesy as a servant of God over your life that you will not see shame. 
you will not see shame. Amen. You will not see shame. Amen. You will not see shame. Amen. The God of miracles, the God of testimonies that is where, who is working heavily amongst us, may he show up in your life and glorify his name. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody who believes, shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.